0: Hello and welcome to the Dr Richard podcast, a show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr Richard Marks and today I'm excited to welcome Izzy Utterson. Um, Izzy Utterson's a beauty influencer and body acceptance advocate. So how are you today and tell me three things that make you smile.
1: Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Um, I hope you are too. What makes me smile? um at the moment is probably just having a moment to myself like having a moment's peace when everything's kicked off of my to-do list I'm very very busy at the moment but I also love to be busy so that makes me smile as well um and yeah I guess just you know when I get those pockets of peace to myself where I get to go and work out or you know do some self-care get my nails done get my hair done which is going to sound a little bit you know whatever but that's what makes me happy
0: (laughs) I think self-care is important definitely yeah do you like autumn or do you find this like transition difficult how are you with that
1: autumn is my favorite season because I hate summer fashion (laughs) which is not the reason I don't hate summer but I don't like summer fashion so autumn fashion I love I also just love my favorite weather is when it's really sunny
0: but cold yeah yeah yeah. And That's I think really- the parks are really beautiful, you know, all the leaves as they yeah, change exactly. color.
1: And uh, it's just getting cozy, like I'm such a homebody, so it's just really the time where I get to be at home and relax and you know just take it easy and like I said just have those like pockets of peace that make me very happy.
0: I also like like warm soup and warm tea, you know. Yeah.
1: I've literally got a cup
0: of tea. Right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> it's Always. a British pastime. <laughs> I know.
1: Always just sipping tea. It's like my favorite
0: thing. <laughs> 100%. I was going to talk about how we know each other. And obviously, you came to see me for some teeth whitening. <laughs> looking good. Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, smile is important, obviously. And um, through Angus, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us about body confidence and how do you embrace your own body and how do you kind of feel comfortable in your own skin and how does that process work and how long has it taken you?
1: Oh, how old am I now? 26. (laughs) It's probably taking me... Six years. And I'm still very much on that journey, but definitely significantly further than I was. For me, what I've really realized is that in order for me to kind of accept my body, so to speak, and love my body, is to feel like I'm doing everything for it, to feel like I'm really making the most of the body that I'm in. So that's, you know, feeding it the right kinds of foods, getting the right amount of rest, moving my body, you know, using it to its full capability but also resting where is necessary it's a it's about respecting your body and I think unless you respect your body it's hard to love your body and I don't just mean loving your body in the kind of aesthetic um sense of you know accepting how you look of course that's such an important thing you know for your mental health and I think particularly as women that's something and men but you know everybody suffers from that but I think if you respect your body and you know that actually, no, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking the right vitamins and I'm getting enough sleep and I'm, you know, eating things that are healthy kind of 80% of the time and I'm and I'm working out and I'm moving my body. I think with that respect for yourself comes that self-love. And I think one can't really necessarily exist without the other for me, certainly anyway, Um, and where I really didn't love my body was the times that I wasn't respecting it and the times that I was sort of speaking to myself with hatred and you know not respecting my body and treating it like it was whatever and actually at the end of the day all we have is our health our body is our vessel and it's what's going to get us from A to B whatever that might need to be that given day so it's really important to treat our bodies with respect and since Realizing that is since I've sort of come to realize how important it is to speak to yourself lovingly as well. Um, because if you're not, you know, if you don't love yourself, it's very hard for love to come to you.
0: Mm -hmm. So the mental positivity is really important. Um, obviously, I don't know if you saw it was World Mental Health Day yesterday. How would you look after your mental health? How what do you do for that side of things?
1: I I think a lot of, for me, my mental health and kind of stress and anxieties come from poor time management, saying yes to too much and not kind of finding time just for myself. Um, So what I've really learned to do is sort of time block, you know, make my lists and know exactly what it is that I need to do, just that I feel like I have structure in my life and also just to make time for myself, you know a free evening or a free day on the weekend doesn't necessarily mean that you're free and available for everybody else. Yeah,
0: I believe that because a lot of the time we try and fill everything with social um, functions and then if it runs from all the week and then you're full on the weekend with social functions and then the week starts again, you really uh, do not necessarily have time to charge for yourself, you know, and you kind of have to recharge yourself in order to be there for others you know
1: absolutely and I think when you are spending time with people you need to ensure that it's people that really fill your cup and people that are reflecting the kind of person that you want to be and they're not sort of draining you because you know I've spoken to people about this so much recently but I feel increasingly that I've sort of switched who it is that I spend the majority of my time with because you can get so drained by, you know, toxic energy and negativity. And I think it's really important that you're kind of selective with who you're giving your time and your energy to. Because I've, I don't know about you, I've left social situations. <laughs> I'm like so tired. <laughs> I
0: think, you know, as you change, your circle changes. Yeah. And I think like, you know, there are times where if it's a really good friend, you want to be there for them at the same way that they've been for you if they're going through a hard time. But I think you're right that the people you surround yourself with is important. That's definite. When did your kind of skin sensitivity condition develop? Um, I know this is something that you've kind of been quite open about, but when did it develop and how have you dealt with it?
1: So, yeah, I developed psoriasis and... Um in gosh when was it 2018 so five years ago when I was 21 and it was following a throat infection that's quite a common way for psoriasis to start through a throat infection and that so began the longest journey um, you know with body image with my mental health with my kind of physical health It was two years from the diagnosis, probably two years of hell, or at least my own kind of version of that. It was definitely the hardest thing I had ever had to do in the grand scheme of things. It's sort of whatever, but for me, it was the hardest thing that I'd had to deal with. Um, It covered 90% of my body. I was hospitalized at one point because it was so bad. I was on all kinds of medication. I put on a lot of weight Um, and so everything was thrown off and I think especially you know as a young woman in your 20s your body is something that everybody is so focused on yourself included so I think it was just put under the lens so for me you know that was that was really a hard time Um, and the recovery out of that took a while it was probably from when my skin, you know, it was two years probably being in a flare and then a year of coming out of that. And then after coming out of the flare, it was sort of a year of, and I speak about this a lot, it was a year of really starting to respect myself and take care of my body and relearning how to love my body and respect my body and, you know, treat it in the way that it was meant to be treated because I kind of abused it for so long and hurled so much abuse at it. And now, you know, I still have skin flares. It's an autoimmune disease. It doesn't go away ever. Um, And it's got certain triggers. So whenever I get sick, which I was last week, you know, you have a flare. So I'm in a flare right now. But the way that I deal with it and the way that I kind of am is just so you can't like leaps and bounds from how I was when I was 21, 22 dealing with a flare. You know, it's like a completely different person. I'm like, okay let's deal with this, let's deal with this very calmly. Um, You know, my mum was a huge supporter of me. When I was first sick, she was the one that would take me to the appointments. And she was the one who would take care of me and tell me it was going to be okay. Um, Sadly, my mum was diagnosed with Alzheimer's nearly two years ago. So I've had to sort of become my own version of that so to speak, where, you know, so it's all on me, not all on me, obviously, I have an amazing support system around me. But, you know, day to day, moment to moment, I can't be bothering everybody with these issues. So, you know, for myself, you know, I just had to step up and be that kind of support system and reassure myself. And, and actually, I found that it's really helped. I found that this flare is not so bad. It's quite mild, actually, and probably because a, I'm in such a healthier place than I've ever been before, just in terms of, you know, the, the, my nutrition, the way I work out, the amount of sleep I get, the people I surround myself with, you know, kind of positivity, um, but also just really not getting stressed about it. And it's the most annoying thing when someone says, just don't get stressed or don't be anxious. It's like the most useless piece of advice you can give anyone, but you definitely develop tools and coping mechanisms that you can get through stress and anxiety A lot easier than when these things kind of first happen but it's definitely been a learning curve and it's definitely been a journey you know if i've known five years ago that it would take this long you know you kind of think like oh my god i could never do that um but i've learned so much along the way and you know i feel like i've developed so much as a person since then
0: yeah, I think um you have a lot of resilience and strength, you know, and maybe you kind of found that within going through these difficult times and challenges. Um so what was it like growing up in London? What was your childhood like and, you know, how did you arrive at the person that you are today?
1: Um growing up in London was it was amazing, but I mean, I guess I don't know anything different from it. Um I think you're definitely yeah, you're definitely a child for a lot less time, possibly, than if you didn't grow up in London. I think I grew up very quickly. You know, at 14, I kind of thought I knew absolutely everything. Um, I knew nothing. <laughs>
0: but I think at, we it, all think that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean we all think that, but I think in London you're exposed to so much yeah, definitely. so young. Um And I definitely found, I definitely found that. But what I always had, you know, was my parents were absolutely incredible. They always sort of treated me as if I were an adult, if that makes sense, but not in the way that they didn't kind of teach me things and discipline me, but in the way that, you know, I was always quite mature. I was always understood why what I'd done was wrong. And I was always very good at holding myself accountable. And I was always very good at sort of, Acknowledging where maybe I'd made mistakes, and and you're you know,
0: an only child, right? Um,
1: no, I have an. Older oh, you have a brother.
0: brother. Okay.
1: So I also, you so know,
0: you're the, the youngest, the, youngest the,
1: child. <laughs> um, but you know, I, you know, you learn. Obviously, if you have older siblings, which you, I'm sure you now you've got many siblings. You know, you learn from there. You learn from. I'm there. the
0: oldest though. Oh, well, are you?
1: I'm the baby, <laughs> so I got to learn from his mistakes um and you know just I've always been incredibly observant so I just think kind of observing the world in that way and you know figuring it out you just you just do but I always I always just sort of knew that being kind was the most important thing and what was the kindest thing I could do in any given situation and that's something that's very important to me um so you know, sometimes it makes me a bit of a pushover, but we're working. We're working <laughs> you've got to be kind
0: that. to yourself as well, of course. You've got
1: to be kind to yourself as well, exactly. But it's <laughs> like I find myself sometimes, like when I say no to things, I'm like, ugh, because I, I know, just. I know. I gonna...
0: know. There's that people pleasing thing, you know. That, that you just want to make everyone happy.
1: Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that needs to get out of my head, which it is. We're working on. But I think you know, growing up in London was amazing. It was invaluable. It taught me so much. I definitely was you know, matured a lot younger and, you know, all of that. But, you know, I had an amazing time at school. I worked really hard. Um, I did very well. I went to university in London. What about fitness?
0: Did you discover that young or did that, you know, come later? And how does that kind of help you, you know, your fitness journey?
1: Oh, um, I used to skip. So when I was in sixth form, this is a classic I had an older boyfriend so every gym period that we had I would literally skip and just like go and hang out with him and his friends I was like I don't want to so I never went to the gym for two years didn't do it and then I developed really bad insomnia so my dad got me a personal trainer because he was like you're not I, I was so I cannot tell you how lazy I always say about myself I'm the most active lazy person inherently I'm a very very lazy person physically like if I could not walk from A to B like it, it that was never something fitness and walking and all of that was never something that came naturally to me where I thrive is the fact that it gives me the routine it makes me feel amazing and now I really do enjoy it But it was not something that came that like anything I could do to get out of sports day, PE classes, anything I could do to get out of it, I was doing to get out of it. Um, But yeah, so I guess just, you know, it helped me in the sense of when my skin got bad, you know, when my sleep was bad, it was something I definitely knew would benefit me. Um, And then in the past couple of years, it's just something that's become a non-negotiable for me kind of every morning because I've just got that it's that real desire to just be the best version of myself and also I think you know since my mum was diagnosed there's also an acute awareness of the fact that how you treat your body in your 20s 30s is how really
0: matters yeah now they're saying oh um they say oh you know do this now and your older self will thank you that's what they say I want
1: to be like that 90 year old woman doing (laughs) Like, uh, that's what I want to do. You will. <laughs> so I'm doing this now. So that, but it, it's just, you know, it's 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 about your brain health. It's about your physical health, mental health, everything for me, um, you know, fitness and getting enough sleep and getting the right nutrition, because I know that if I put the work in now, I will touch wood, suffer less in the future. Um, but I think that's a hard concept for people to get themselves, to get around unless they first-hand witnessed that kind of sickness that can come from... Obviously, it can partly be genetic, but it can come from high stress and...
0: Yeah, you know, and now they're saying of, if you kind of put your body under a little pressure, you know, that's actually a good thing because uh, the body doesn't need to be too over-comfortable, you know, like that idea of like being sat on the couch which you can do every now and then but just not you know really pushing yourself when you do push yourself you know the body reacts in a better way and your your cells react in a better way and you know that has a knock-on effect and as he said with your mental health as well so i think Definitely. all those things are important
1: Exactly. And and for many of us that are in, you know, the kind of privileged positions that we are, the workout is probably going to be the hardest part of your day. And if that's the hardest part of your day, then...
0: But it starts yeah. your day well as well, which is good.
1: Exactly. Start your day well.
0: So um, tell us about travel. Um, you like to travel. And um, I think you've done a little travel with Angus as well. So, Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love to travel. Um, again, it's something that can be it can travel can be quite harsh on your body Um and this is something that I found so at the moment me and Angus are very much like UK travel again just based on the fact that he loves to drive everywhere I love to be passenger princess so it's great we're sort of like you know exploring the UK era which is amazing and you know there's so many amazing places in the UK that we love to go to and I think it's a real miss when people don't necessarily do that and I think for both of us we're we're kind of we're on 24-7 like we are always working which we're both so used to like we're both very like high achieving and like have like determination and you know have very big goals so i think where we're both switched on so much the ag of like getting to the airport and you know the flights delayed and then you get to the others taking that out and just having <laughs> it like okay a to b and then we're there like we, yeah. d- we drive two three hours and we're there has been a game changer um and then you know obviously we will I'm sure we'll you know go on an amazing trip soon but I think for now that's really what's like making the both of us incredibly happy um so yeah I'm just just loving that kind of exploring the UK yeah
0: the I most. think you're right whatever happens airports are a nightmare whatever happens <laughs> you know. whatever
1: happens yeah exactly I always used to say I used to live in LA and whenever I was there, I'd be like, oh, it's going to take me so long to get home. However I look at it, like it's not just the flight, it's getting to the airport and it's waiting and it's this. And there's something about that stress at the moment that I'm just like, it's avoidable.
0: So how was LA it? then? How was the, that living there? And how did you find kind of like the American life compared to the British life?
1: It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I was there from 18 to 19. And for me, it was amazing because I was quite, believe it or not, I was quite shy um, before I went there. So before I went there, I was very shy around new people. I'd always been like that. If I was on stage acting, singing, dancing, I was fine. But if I was one-on-one with new people, I was like crippled. Could even be people that I knew and hadn't seen in a while. Um, So going there where the attitude is very much you know everyone's talking to everyone and everyone's interested in what you're doing and it doesn't matter how old you are or where you're from or whatever everyone's conversing and everyone's interested and you know wants to help out and so that was invaluable I think in my kind of character development where I was just thrown into the situation where I didn't know anyone um so I had to, you know I was forced do you to think you're of...
0: more of an introvert uh, like yeah. yeah more that's more your natural nature
1: definitely I'm definitely like an extroverted introvert is that is that what they say <laughs>
0: that's what they say
1: <laughs> right now I'm like an introverted introvert um but yeah no I know I know when to kind of you know when I need to be high energy and when I can just really relax but I think that's a hard it helps hard... you
0: develop confidence obviously yeah and did yeah. you find that because you know people say that the, the relationships are harder to form in LA and it's a you know, I don't know whether that's true. I've never lived there, so.
1: People have an idea of LA that I feel like, I feel like I'm always doing this, so people have an opinion of something and I feel the complete opposite, but I think it's like any place. It depends on who you're with. The people I was surrounded with in LA were incredible. Were really, You know, I found i have developed incredibly deep relationships with and friendships and, you know, I think that was... really amazing time for me I find it somewhat trickier in London weirdly sometimes but I think it just depends you know who you're meeting I think the place is kind of irrelevant to the people
0: yeah so obviously you know you've talked a lot about your journey um with body acceptance you know the mental health as well and how you've kind of like you know progressed as a person how do you think sharing your journey and personal story message kind of can help and inspire other people? And what even started you wanting to share the journey?
1: I think because what, what, what made me want to start sharing it was that no one else, there wasn't anyone that I followed that seemed to be going through the same things as me. Um, of course that wasn't true <laughs> you know millions of people are but I just wanted to be that person and my mindset was and is and will always be if I can help one person I've done something major so especially where on TikTok now you know I talk about glowing up and yeah I guess the idea is that it's this very physical thing and, and I it think partly, if it resonates you know, with
0: people you know and then people yeah, can see and think, think oh I'm not alone
1: exactly it resonates with people they know they're not alone but also I think just breaking it down into really simple things I think we're sold so much this is going to help you and this is going to save you you know if you spend thousands you know whatever it is that you need to spend but I think there are very basic simple things we can do for our mental health for our physical health that you know it's and I just broke that down into simple things because I don't feel five years difference of course but I don't feel like I ever made a huge dramatic change I think it was a series of really gradual changes and I think if you can do you know it's like it doesn't have to be this we're so impatient you know we want this quick fix um and it's not you know, when it comes to your mental and your physical health, it's not that. When it comes to teeth whitening, it is that.
0: <laughs> well, that's the part the of, health. that's our glow up.
1: <laughs> that's your glow up. You're the an instant glow up. So I'll give you that. But when it came to, you know, my whole journey, it was definitely not a quick fix. And I think just sharing that with people, you know, and the response has been incredible. So, yeah, I like to think I'm doing something good.
0: And how do you think that you kind of develop that inner strength? What helps you to develop that? Is it something you've developed over time or do you think you always had had it there?
1: A very long time ago. This is going to sound really weird, but it stemmed... I think it really stemmed from this. I remember when I was 17. I'd just gone through my first like proper breakup. And I was like, you know... <laughs> There was something I was just, you know, miserable and you know, when's he gonna come back? Like da, da da da. And one of my friends turned to me and was like, he's not. She was like, get over it, because he's not. And I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's one of those straight talking friends. <laughs> it's like
1: Yeah, which is what everyone needs. <laughs> and, and punch to the stomach, but it, it instilled this idea in my head of there are some things that are just out of your control. There are some things you you know. You, you can't control everything you can control how you respond to it though and I also have this mindset of I'm not going to waste a day like I'm not going to waste the day of my life thinking about this or like being sad about this and that was how like nine years ago now and I still just have this mindset of you know of course I have down days of course I have days where you know I feel really hopeless and that's just that's just mental health you know you there's nothing you can do about that there are days when truly I feel just awful but you know, 99% of the time I'm able to just compartmentalize it and be like, well, I'm healthy. I'm very grateful to, you know, I've got a roof over my head and I'm very grateful. And there are, you know, I'm surrounded by amazing people. I've got a great job and I've got an amazing boyfriend and, you know, amazing friends. And I think it's once you start practicing gratitude for the really small things and like finding beauty in the really kind of mundane everyday things, it's harder To slip into
0: that Hmm. and what are your everyday things
1: (laughs) I'm so basic (laughs) I'm gonna like expose myself for being so basic here like I get so excited about it's gonna sound really weird I love my morning routine so much that sometimes when I get into bed I'm like it's annoying that I have to try and fall asleep now because I just want it to be tomorrow like I wake up I walk to the gym I do my workout which I'm absolutely obsessed with um I started doing weight training which you'll know about
0: um, <laughs> and I'm
1: obsessed with it and I play my like <laughs> musical tunes or whatever I'm listening to at that time I, I think I'm, I'm like
0: you me. as well I'm not naturally like a sporty person I yeah but as you progress through you know and doing it and you just find the positive benefits um of exercise and working out you just feel better and better and then it like you said it becomes part of the routine and then that's it you you know it's like a good addiction
1: (laughs) yeah it's an addiction but like a good one um and then you know I'm like I reward not reward myself because it's not like a rewarding yourself situation but you know I get to get my morning coffee which makes me so happy so
0: yeah little things I think that's true little things can,
1: little things can just definitely revenge. make
0: you happy even like for me like living in London and kind of experiencing everything and you know you just think oh wow you know this is lucky you know I like Sundays as well you know where you can take it a little bit easy and you kind of have some time for yourself so yeah I think those are the things what do you think are your plans for the future? <laughs> do you have plans for the future? And do you think, like, far ahead, medium ahead, or do you just think of the next day?
1: <laughs> it's like a combination of the two. I definitely I definitely sort of know where I'd like to be in five years' time. Um, but I think I'm at such a crossroads with my career and with You know, where everything's going with social media, I've just started an amazing new job, but also you know, TikTok is blowing up, so I'm excited to see where that goes. But I also love my job and I love working, you know, kind of nine to five. So I don't know,
0: (laughs) I think that's a fun way to be like, you can have a plan, but you don't be too rigid on it because you never know what life is gonna
1: exactly doing what I'm doing and see what
0: happens and that makes it exciting because you know things can happen and something may give you a great surprise you know exactly well thank you so much for that (laughs) (laughs) it's been absolutely brilliant thanks for sharing your story I think it really is absolutely inspiring how you know your journey through kind of body acceptance and look how far you come and what a confident person you are now um so i think that is an amazing journey to share with people and obviously going through a lot of things that you've been through also with your mom's health and how you still keep a positive smile and and keep you know inspiring other people so yeah i think it's absolutely brilliant (laughs) Um, so we will put all of Izzy's details and links in the show notes, including all the social media, the TikTok, etc. Keep an eye on that. It's blowing up, as she said. And thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. Um, it's been presented by me, Dr. Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at dr underscore richard double underscore or visit my website www.drrichardlondon.com um, this is a pod people production it was recorded at Spiritland studios and the music is by deadly music and we will see you next time